Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Spotify Greenroom. It's the live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. Talk to other fans, athletes, insiders, and who else? Who knows who else in real time? Um, You can react to the breaking news, rumors, the game itself. I mean, have a watch party with some of your buds or other fans of Maybe some people you may never meet. I mean, you may, maybe other pit fans across, you know, you talk to on Twitter and whatnot. And the thing is, it's almost like audio version of Twitter, except for, you know, you're not dealing with the trolls and whatnot. And who knows, who knows who may drop by in these things? You know, I mean, your watch party, who knows? Maybe Bruce, maybe Bruce Springsteen's a pit fan. Maybe he'll show up at the watch party. You know, you don't know. You never know. Um, all you guys got to do is just go to the iOS app store or just go to the Google Play store Download it, it's free. Link your Twitter and just, you know, find a group to join. And of course, you know, get yourself prepared because you're going to need you know, your, your takes, whether they're spicy or ridiculous, dumb, stupid, whatever. Just go in, check it out. That crap. Oh, here we go. This is much better now. Oh, hell yeah. Woo! I could watch this all day, guys. But let's get Eve 6 off. Let's get the pit highlights off. Welcome to a Pit Panther Rants, another Sports Rants podcast. Vlad Harris, your host. Brought to you by the Sports Drink. Happy Tuesday to you guys. And so, I mean, I would have said Victory Monday, but whatever. I mean, it's, it's, it's a bye week. Pit closes out part of the season at 4-1. and We'd love to have 5-0, and but... You know, when you go when you go anywhere with Pitt, you're gonna have a few bumps and bruises along the way. That's just you know whether whether mentally, emotionally, hopefully not physically. I mean, hope you guys aren't punching walls or you know tearing your hair out or whatever. I mean, if you do understand, I totally get it. But um, I mean, this was a you know 11 a.m. kickoff for me. I mean, it's a noon for you guys. 
And it was an awesome afternoon. I mean, Kenny fucking Pickett, man. He just, I can just watch his highlights, you know. And it's nice to see that he's getting a lot of uh, recognition this week. I mean, I saw Matt Leinhardt giving him some some Heisman props. I mean, Heisman Trophy winner giving uh, some uh, props to uh, Kenny Pickett's awesome. The crazy part about Kenny is he's only like 23 years old. I thought he was older than that. 23 years old for like a fifth, six-year senior isn't, well, I think he's fifth year, but still, it's, you know, it's not not bad at all. I mean, it's not like he's Chris Winkie where he's 28, 29 years old and playing. But we always make jokes about how long Kenny's been here, but this year he just seems like, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's so much because he's been here next, you know, for so long. I think his game has just gotten a lot better, especially in this past year, it's gotten a lot better. I mean, he's just, he, um... He's just seen the field a lot better. I mean, like I said, like I said last week, I thought Pitt would win this game. Possibly, well, I said if they win this game, it's probably going to be a 24-7 type of win. If they lose to Georgia Tech, it's going to be probably a shootout. But, you know what? We, but, you know, it seems like this game was more of a shootout and Pitt won it. Well, it was kind of more of a rout because the game was, the game was pretty much over, you know, at the end of the half. Although, although Pitt was up 42-14, to 14, the way Pitt's defense plays, a 42-14 lead is, feels like a 28-14 lead or a two-goal lead in hockey for the most part where you're up two goals and they score, they get the momentum, and then all of a sudden you have to worry about them tying. If they, if you, if they do tie, you're either in overtime or you're just screwed either way because they got all the momentum and they're playing a lot harder. And that's, you know, that's, how, that's, how, that's how this felt like, I mean, for the most part. And... Luckily, they only they only they only um, got one touchdown in the second half. I mean, Jeff's number number wise, Jeff Sims did pretty well. I mean, he was twenty four thirty three, three hundred fifty in the arms, two touchdowns, two picks. But Pitt um, snuffed out a lot of their plays. Basically, they did do some RPOs, and Pitt was able to snuff them out with with blitzes. And you know, there were some plays that Pitt did see that the they were able to read. I mean, John Petterson's pick. I mean, I think that was a tip, actually, if I'm not mistaken. And I have to rewatch it and see, but uh, it just felt like one of the play. And what the hell is this? All right, let's uh, take let's take this off because I'm not sure what this is all about. And for some. And somehow there's some highlights playing. I have no idea how or why. We're having technical difficulties here. Watch the pressure that's going to come from the right side. That's Desmond Alexander right in the face of Jeff Sims as he rolls out. Okay, I guess we're... I have no idea where this is, where this is playing from. All right, wait a minute. I think it's gone. Maybe it was this, I don't know. Oh, here it is. All right, so. Yeah, it just seemed like Pitt was, you know, especially on defense, they were reading a lot of plays, although the coverage wasn't, you know, the pass defense, defense is still going to be suspect no matter what. But I'm just happy they got out with a victory. I mean, they did get pressure on Jeff Sims. I, I didn't think Jeff Sims would have the game that, like he had against North Carolina. I thought Pitt would... um 
I thought he would struggle a bit. I think Pitt would get to him. Uh, I thought Kenny would. I thought Kenny would have a better game than what Sam Howell did against against, against Georgia Tech. Watching that game and seeing my Sam Howell was, he was holding on to the ball too much, and it seemed like he was trying to make look for that big play rather than get the, get rid of the ball. Whereas Kenny, you know, he's got a whole bunch of receivers to throw to, and he gets the ball quicker. And he and he knows he knows where his coverage. Is, you know, it's like he know he knows exactly who's going to be open right away, who to get the ball to. And Kenny was 23 of 36, 309 yards, over 10 yards of completion, 93% QB rating. Out of the running game, 41 carries, 181 yards total. 21 of those came from Kenny Pickett, but Izzy Abacanada, 15 carries, 60 yards. I mean, that's four yards to carry, not too bad. He had two touchdowns, and that was another good thing. I mean, Pitt was able to get, when they got to the goal line and stuff like that, they were able to get the, you know, the ball to one of their backs, and it was Izzy. He scored. That was nice to see. Vincent Davis, 13 carries, 50 yards. I mean, that's not too shabby. Rodney Hammond, Jr., 6 carries, 48 yards. So, on the running game, you can't really complain about, you know, there's actually nothing to complain about from this game at all. I mean, defense will always have you nervous, but, the, you know, they did enough for us to win the game. Taser Mack, 5 catches, 121 yards. Jordan Aston, 6 for 117. And for some reason, my box score just disappeared. What the hell? Oh, here it is right here. In fact, let me see here. Uh, Is there anybody on my thing right now? No. Let's do this real quick. Now let's stop this. There we go. Lucas Kroll, two catches, uh, 45 yards. Gamba Thermal, two catches, 22 yards. Shockey Jockey, one catch, 21. Uh, Daniel Carter had one one catch for two yards for a touchdown. You knew what this day was going to be like um, when Daniel Carter catches the football. You know, he gets a touchdown. Uh, Brandon Hill, nine total tackles, two solo. Servosia Dennis, eight tackles, six solo. He had a sack, two and a half tackles for loss. I mean, Petrushin, he had five total tackles, two solo, one half tackles for loss. And of course, he had the pick six. Uh, Demar Mathis, you know, five tackles as well. Well, actually, seven, ta- seven total, five solo. I mean, on the air side of it, Georgia Tech, I mean, Quez Jackson, 14 total tackles, four solo. But that's really, you know, on the Tech side of things, not a whole lot to talk about. I mean, Jeff Sims, 24, 33, 359, as I said earlier. Jamar Gibbs, six catches, 125 yards. Malachi Carter, six catches, same three yards. I mean, they, I think, I mean, on paper, Tech has a pretty talented team. I know, I'm sure Jeff Carter, or Jeff Collins, I'm sorry, I'm getting Jeff... I'm getting the Penguins hockey player mixed up with the uh, coach. I think Jeff, um, I'm sure it was a better handshake this time. It looked like it. Um, I think Tech is a talented team. I think eventually they may, they're going to be a lot better. I mean, they're, they're, their world's better than what they, they are. It's just when you're going from a Paul Johnson type of thing where it's, you know, the option game and whatnot, and you have to, you know, Migraine or something else, it's going to be hard. You're going to be playing a hell of a lot of defense. But, you know, normally I don't drink during the day or early in the early afternoon. This is one of those days where I had to crack open a beer and enjoy it because it was a great afternoon. I mean, it's just so intoxicating to watch Kenny Pickett throw the football. Um, 
Obviously, I'm taking him over Palco. I'm sorry about that, but not sorry, but obviously Kenny is just was better. It's just watching him just drop back the pass and get that ball out there, and it's just it's a beautiful thing to watch. And when he keeps plays alive, you th- you, th- you know he's going to do something with the ball, whether it's scramble for a first down or he may find somebody open. But uh, also, a lot of credit also goes to the offensive line. I mean, they've done a hell of a job giving um, Kenny time to throw the ball. I think the running game is eventually going to get there. I th- I'm not, you know, I used to think it was Dave Borbley in, his, in the, the offensive line, but I really think it's more the running backs that we have. Um, Izzy's done, gone a lot better. I mean, he's looked a lot better this game. I mean, he was feeling it. I thought he should have gotten the ball more. Vincent Davis, he seems to not, I don't know if his field, his field vision just isn't there. We'd love to see more Ronnie Hammond, but maybe this wasn't a Dave Borbley, Borbley issue or offensive line issue. I mean, it was part of it because Kenny got killed back there. But uh, at the same time, we had really nobody at running back that could, emer- that could emerge. We still haven't had it yet, but we're seeing at least something a little bit better from them. The, the effort just seems a little bit better from our backs. Uh, overall, it was uh, not much really else to complain about for the most part. Looking around the rest of the ACC, um, Virginia beats Miami, and they, Miami had a, you know despite you know having down to a third or fourth string quarterback, Miami they um, they had a chance to win at the end, but they lost thirty to twenty. I'm not sure if it's a hash mark issue or what, but the kicker, all he had to do was hit straight down the middle and he poked it and it dinked like a, like a, like, like a curving slap shot. You know, when you're playing street hockey, when you hit, we take a really good slap shot and it just curves and hits the fucking post. It's like one of those where you're like, where you're like in awe of it and then it hits the post and you're just pissed off. NC State beats Louisiana Tech 34-27. Speaking of that, how did my picks, I wonder how my picks did, you know, over, you know from last week. I remember I made a whole bunch of picks and I, and I wrote them down. Do I have them? Let me see here. I'm clicking through my computer right now, my work computer. I may or may not. Let's see, I got the Miami pick wrong. So that's a big L. Pit one, so I got the pit minus three, so that worked out for me. Now let's see, Louisville and Wake Forest, I had Wake Wing this game. Wake one, 37-44, I'm sorry. Shoot, I got to start reading. So Wake is 5-0 and they're ranked. Uh, Clemson beat Boston College. Um... I had Clemson win this game, but I, had, I said if you're going to take BC, take the points, and they covered. So that's a double win for me. It's amazing because I didn't bet any of these games, and I probably should have bet, have bet some of them. Uh, I had FSU being Syracuse, and let's see, they won that one, 33-30. That sucks for Syracuse because I thought you know that was a big, that was still a big game for them, and that was a game they really couldn't lose, and well, they lost it, so whatever. And that's about it, really. So. North Carolina beat Duke, although I said also take Duke plus 20, and Duke didn't cover, so that's one-on-one there. So let's take a look at my, um, let's take a look at my, my um, wins and losses. So let's see. 
0 and 1, 2 and 1, 2 and 2, 3 and 2, 4 and 2, 5 and 2, 6 and 2. I was 7 and 2 in terms of the ACC. I mean, in terms of spreads, I was 1 and 1, but whatever. I thought um, Duke would cover against North Carolina, but North Carolina obviously was pissed off. Took it on there. Took it on Duke, the rival, so it makes sense. Clemson beat Boston College, barely. I mean, uh, Boston College was using their backup. I mean, somehow Clemson, you know, pulled this one out. I didn't watch it, but from what it looks like, Clemson had a chance and just gave the gave the game away. Uh, let's see. Iowa destroyed uh, Maryland. I had uh, Maryland winning that one. I thought they would take it to them, but obviously, um, seems that Iowa is for real. Amazing, huh? So that's a big L for me. BYU beat Utah State 34-20. Alabama destroyed Ole Miss. Uh, I had Ole Miss with a plus 14.5. Yeah, that failed miserably. Man, I'm taking some L's in this top 25. I had had A&M beating uh, Mississippi State and... And one of my parlays, of course. All I need was for A&M to do one fucking job, and they couldn't do it. Uh, Michigan won their game. Let's get the rest of these. Yeah, Georgia smashed Arkansas, 37 nothing. That was a that was a given. Stanford beat Oregon. I'm um, not surprised about that one. Well, actually, I am because I thought Oregon would play a little better. Penn State beat Indiana, twenty four nothing. That was an obvious bet there. I mean, they I think Penn State covered that game too as well. I believe. That was a pretty obvious one because Indiana is just Indiana. They're not that good. Uh, last year, obviously, was a fluke, and um, it showed. Cincinnati beat Notre Dame 24-13. Uh, yeah, I had them winning that one. Oklahoma beat in, in, uh, Kansas State 37-31. Uh, a lot of people loved Oklahoma in this. I mean, not, a lot of people love Kansas State in this one. I'm not sure what the cover spread was, but uh, Kansas State won it. Let's just start raining these down. Florida, Kentucky. I had uh, Florida. Uh, Florida. Yep, yeah, I had Kentucky losing that game. So, yep, yeah, big L on that one. Michigan destroyed Wisconsin. A lot of people, I mean, Wisconsin was favoring this one. And if you guys remember from last podcast, I was like baffled as to why these morons were favored. Uh, they don't have a quarterback. And I know it's at Wisconsin, but Wisconsin, I mean, Wisconsin sucks. So, Michigan winning that one was no big surprise. Scrolling down the rest of these. Oklahoma State beat Baylor, 24-14. UCLA got hammered by Arizona State. Uh, I had UCLA winning that game. Uh, shot to Herm Edwards. I mean, that was, you know, Herm's got them 4-1, and they're you know, 2-0 in the Pac-12. Auburn beat, beat LSU 24-19. I had LSU winning that one, and... Ooh, yeah, Auburn's not really that good, and I'm not sure about what. I mean, well, Coach O got, got, got them what they wanted in the national title, so let's go a little easy on him. How do USC do? Let me see here. Did they play? Oh, we have to get a 1AA, I'm sorry. There was two games on 1AA, one, one, no, one 1A, one let me see. Now, West Virginia, I'm at the, what's it called? 
Well, Texas beat TCU 32-27. I had, um, yep, I had Texas winning that one. I thought they would beat TCU this time around. I know, te- I know TCU loves to brag about their, their record against Texas the last several games, but uh, at the end of the day, Texas is going to be in the SEC, and you'll be back. You'll be just in the, the Big 12, so whatever. USC destroyed Colorado with the new coach, obviously. That's what happens. Sometimes you make a coaching ch- t- uh, change, and teams play better. And I had West Virginia being Texas Tech, and I think they got I think they got manhandled by them. Let me see. Oh no, they didn't. They lost twenty three twenty, so they really didn't get manhandled. But Mountaineer State, Mountaineer Field is a tough place to play. And let's see, how did I do on top? Let's see, I was seven two overall in the ACC. But let's take a look at the top twenty five and one one A whatever. Let's see, three and one, five and one, five and two, five and four. Seven and four, seven and five, eight and five. So overall, I was 15, 15 and seven for the ACC and the uh, rest of the college football world. Not too bad. Just imagine how I bet a lot of those games. I could have won a lot. I could have won some. I could have t- took home a profit. But um, my luck is I would, I would bet on a whole bunch of these games next week. And of course, I would. I probably end up going five and fifteen. It's like those, um, it's like those, those, uh, those Vegas handicappers who tell you about all their wins and how do how they're on a tear of, on their picks. And um, oh, there's a picture of uh, Joy Taylor and Taylor Rooks. Yeah, I'm. You know, I last time I made any flirty comments on, on Taylor Rooks, uh, Joy Taylor's page, I think I, had, I lost a bunch of followers. Um. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Um, yeah, there's something I can say about that, but I'm not going to do it. Nope, 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 nope. Not going to do it. I'll behave. Yeah, I'm just going to uh, casually scroll past that page. Um, Urban Meyer's in trouble. What the fuck's going on here with Urban Meyer? Excuse my language. Uh, Urban, obviously, there was a picture of him... Or there was a video of him of um, oh wow, there's Urban Meyer stuff's heating up, obviously. Um, wow, there's a lot to read about through all this. Um, but before we get that, you guys. This, I mean, this whole Urban Meyer stuff would be great if you had the Spotify Green Room app. Uh, it's free to download use. You can talk to other fans, athletes, insiders in real time, and react to breaking news, rumors, and whatnot. This would be a perfect time if, um, you know, right now, I mean, look at this Urban Meyer stuff. I mean, you all could get together and talk about it, and there's so much to talk about with this. The videos, there's two different videos, and, of course, you'd be in your, your own room talking about these things. Because, like, for me, for instance, when I commented on the Urban Meyer stuff because it looked like he was separating himself, uh, I activated one of the Wokenites. And, um, you know, he, and of course, he called me a right-winger. And I was a right-winger defending my own, which I'm far from right-wing. And obviously, this person had no followers. And pretty much, if anything, they're probably just a miserable person in life. And they're going through, you know, I don't know what it is. But, yeah, I mean... I mean, Wokenites, Wokebots, whatever it was. It was one of those weirdos. And 
But yeah, this would be, this Spotify Groom app, it'd be a perfect time for this because you don't have to worry about morons like that. And, um, you know, who knows? Maybe the other insiders can come on and talk about this. All I got to do is go to the iOS App Store, the Google Play Store, and um, just download it and link your Twitter and join a group. Come in with your Urban Meyer takes. But it looks like uh, they're stuck with Urban Meyer, looks like. And like I said, I, it looked like he was creating some separation between him and his um, the girl he was with. Because the way his arm was and she was grinding, it looked like he was trying to, like, you know, not, you know, keep her away. But there was another video of him, I guess, basically, you know, rub, rub, rubbing his hands, I guess, somewhere on her on, on her backside. But based on, you know, his wife's Twitter, Shelly, she didn't seem so bothered by it. So really, I think it's really much to do about nothing, uh. Unless she's really pissed off over, I mean, maybe who knows? Maybe, maybe she knows he does this stuff, and and who knows? Maybe maybe he, um, you know, maybe it's open marriage. Maybe yeah, you know, she knows that this is you know it's part of the, you know he's gonna do this stuff, and maybe they just you know who knows? Maybe she gets she gets hers too. You know, you, you, we don't know. I mean, at first, I mean, if it's if everything's fine with his marriage, everything's fine with his marriage, but. Um, I'm not sure, you know, look at all this stuff. It just doesn't look, uh, I mean, he didn't travel this t- with this team after the loss and obviously he was playing around. Um, I think for Urban in his case, if you're going to do this kind of stuff, you probably shouldn't do it in public. I mean... Your best bet is probably to get a hotel room. You know, I mean, what was it? Was it what was that? Um, any given Sunday, where like where the coach Tony D, I guess early early in the early in the uh, thing, he had an escort over. You know, in his you know in his room. I mean, Urban's gonna probably have to do some stuff like this because I mean, if he's gonna do it, you know, of course if his wife's letting him do it. You know, if his wife is all right with it, sure. I mean. You know, maybe he was getting worked up and he was going back home to her. I mean, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot to, lot to dissect. But, wow. Uh, I don't know what else to say about this, guys. It just, yeah, there's a lot to go through. And I'm sure, I mean, this, I mean, in terms of the NFL, this is great for them. Because this is more soap opera stuff, more storylines. I say, you know what, keep urban... If I'm the NFL, I want to keep Urban because it's driving up the, the ratings. It's going to drive up a lot of stuff. You want to you want to keep Urban Meyer as long as you can. Um, I say go. I say don't fire him yet. I mean, he's done some interesting stuff so far. And I mean, if I you know in terms of ratings and getting people to talk about the NFL, you keep him. But uh, I guess we'll just end it here, guys. Uh, Enjoy your rest of your week. I'll be on later on uh, talk about uh, you know the games coming up and and we'll go and you know we'll go around talking about um, we'll talk talk around Pitts Olympic sports next you know next time. Anyways, guys, hell to pit. Talk to you later.